Uh, DMAC just jumped on with hey. us. Um, Alberto traded. How about that? Uh, we just we we ran with the news that he was waived. That was not the case, <laughs> apparently. Well, it's never official till they submit it. Yep. But they get the news out there, obviously. And you're right, Brandon. He was obviously gonna stoke. He was gonna be claimed by somebody else. So you know. So hey, how how many other teams were interested in Alberto? You know, the, the Eagles obviously thought somebody else was out there, and then they had high value. I bet there were five or six teams that would have put waiver claims yeah. on Alberto. Like, what, I mean, I think teams look at him as intriguing because, yeah. you know, hey, 6'5", 255, yeah. I can run a, you know, four five five forty. Well, he's and it's a, big and physical. And you just saw him make plays. Yeah, so you're going to take a look at him. I understand Mark Schlereth wanted to ruin his career earlier with video, and, <laughs> and and he's right. Mark's right. That's not what Alberto does well. Not at all. He does. He's not a goal line tight end blocking guy, and that looked embarrassing. Mark wasn't wrong about any of it. But that drives coaches crazy when you are six five, two fifty five, and you can't like, and you get pushed around no like doubt. you're. 155. But Mark also didn't include the highlight of him making a one-hand uh, dive um, uncover- uncoverable by any linebacker in the league. He didn't point that out, too. So what's your true value? And I think every team, in my opinion, if you're set up everywhere else. And KKFA, 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 KKFA which one all the you, you, you can't do so sloppy. You're, you're, you're stumbling what, over your words. I'm not. Yes. I'm not. You look because like Alberto trying to block. Me. You're like Alberto trying to block. Because you interrupted yeah. me. Yeah. You're not, you can't. I started it. You know I got there. And then you interrupted me. Well, and then, then what's going to happen? I'm going to stutter even more than I normally do. This is KKFN. KKFN HD1 Long Monday. Oh, God almighty. You're so, sometimes you're so as I'm saying. <laughs> You just sometimes you just. I gotta go play golf. Uh, no, go ahead. Do so that. I'm just saying. Listen, if you can afford it, a positionless playmaker. That's who Alberto is, and I don't think every, he's not. Well, no, I mean that's that's exactly who he is. He's a positionless player, and that does not fit a lot of teams. No, it doesn't. No, no, no yeah, yeah, I, I miss, I misunderstood. You, 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 you have to have a certain type of team to value a positionless player, and you probably have to be a high-level successful team already that you can sort of afford that, and your culture, it doesn't really matter. It's like Philly. Philly. Like Philly. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Philly's right. perfect. It is, because they Philly's got players perfect. all around him. He's not asked to come in there no. and be a 100-yard receiver uh, a game to be successful. Dallas Goddard is a starter. The the only I think the well, you know that, what you know what Philly does in short yard situation anyway yeah, yeah the quarterback the push. right push. they don't yeah. care about a guy so but anyway. my thing the the negative with Alberto also I don't shouldn't be just piling on Alberto but is the fact that he doesn't play any special teams well they were right? trying though they were and, trying but he doesn't nope. and um and and, and, he, and he doesn't block well and he's like sometimes like not he doesn't block well he's like an awful awful blocker I mean that's that's such a huge negative. You just got to be a force in the passing game to overcome those things, and he just, you know, oh, he just he had a good last couple of weeks, man. He did, he did, he did. Really good. But better, 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 better. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, I'm okay. But w- w- sure. did you see him playing a big role? I, I just didn't see it. You happening. know, he's a playmaker who makes plays, and I don't know how you could have too many of those guys if you're set all over the place. So to me, he's a listen. I I understand. It's a luxury item. It's a luxury item. He's been here three years and he hasn't made plays. That's what I was just gonna say. Like you say, he's a playmaker who makes plays, but he's been here for three years. He made some this month, but it's almost like a kid who's been going to school all year and just starts to bring in his homework in April. It's like you've been here for a while. Fair fair enough. It's in its listen, man. Sean Payne. Here's what I'll say. (laughs) You realize the Broncos just drafted a kicker who's 29 years old, essentially with the seventh round pick. I had to look it up. How many kickers do you think have been drafted in the last three years? 
Drafted. Drafted kickers? Meaning you have a value of a draft pick. In the Any last round. three years? In the last three years, how many kickers do you think were drafted? I'll I say I didn't know unless I'll I looked it up. Oh, God. I'll say four. Five. Okay. Very close. Okay. Five. Three last year. One in oh, 2022 wow. and one in 2021. Okay. But three last year. My point is, it's just rare to use a draft pick, period, for a kicker. It just doesn't happen all that often. But Sean Payton believes in him. It's Sean Payton's team. Talking about Will Lutz. I'm talking about Will Lutz. Yeah. And now I'm talking about Albert O. Because, again, something about Albert O did not click with Sean Payton. In fact, I had a video, and uh, I, I think I retweeted it, and it was Sean Payton barely giving any props to Albert O. Um, well, we played that week. yesterday. Oh, we played you? it. It was okay. a four-second clip. That's right. So I said, like, l- right. listen to That's where right. he talks about Jared right. Stidham for 15 seconds. And then he talks about Alberto for four. And I think you can glean a lot from that. But here's what I'll say about Sean Payton. You're like, it's just Sean Payton's staff. And, of course, you're right. But this is now three staffs in a row who have turned their nose up at Alberto. It started with Vic Fangio's sure, staff, sure. Hackett's staff, after sure. three, four games. I know you wouldn't let Hackett's judgment be your compass in this conversation. But that's three staffs in a row that's like, and then he's on Netflix. <laughs> the star of Swamp Kids. Oh, we'll get into it, man. He is the enemy. He was the fuel to the Florida fire, according to that documentary. Oh, I haven't Pers- watched that yet. Personally. Like, no, Sean, have you seen it? <laughs> Between the hedges, bro, going for three straight. Oh my this god! This year, first time in modern history that Georgia go. I mean, goodness, I can't wait for this to kick off this weekend. Yeah, Cannot we'll wait with everyone. I mean, every all the broadcasters and now you know people making the the big bucks over there on ESPN. I feel like they're all picking Alabama though. You know, to well, you. I think you're just. It. I think you're just betting on? against history. Like if it's, I think it's tough for someone to go out and say, "Yeah, this is going to happen." When we've literally never seen it. But if anyone's ever in position to do it, it's Kirby Smart and those boys in Athens. Well, Goodness gracious! Let me, let me. A uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it, but this is just too good, Zach. With you're here, yeah. And, and no, Sean's yeah. here. Okay, and we're going to replay Sean Payton's press conference talking about all the moves he just had it. We're getting it together. We'll replay that in about 10 minutes. Great. But uh, yeah, don't go anywhere, Nosha. Just hang out there for a second. Get on that mic. So in this documentary about Florida, they show that Georgia owned Florida one year. And I do not know, Sean, I, I'm sorry I forget the years about it, but it was one year where uh, you guys just destroyed Florida. Am, am I right about that? Yeah, I think it was uh, 08. 08? Okay. Yeah. yeah 08. <laughs> and Noshan was going off. I was going crazy. He was going crazy. I was crazy. Going crazy. <laughs> the field, you know? <laughs> he, was, he was getting in their faces. I mean, and it was, I mean, dude, it was crazy how just dominant Noshan was against Florida. Maybe it wasn't crazy, but it, it, they made a big deal of it. And it humiliated Florida. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, it's been – it was a couple years that we, that we you know, didn't ever beat Florida. It was it was a couple – probably like two years, three years where, you know, Georgia just couldn't get over the hump of being Florida. So, you know, going into that one, they thought it was going to be just another one of those games. So, Zach, they go on – because this is covering like a four- or five-year period for Florida. Yeah. So they come to the next year where Florida's, you know, got it all going. And who's the yep. linebacker who got in your face? He stood over you, the whole thing. What was his name, man? I don't know. It was probably Spikes. He, uh, it wasn't Spikes. It was, was, it, it, Spikes? was it Tickia? Or, it had uh, to be Spikes. It wasn't. Though. It was the other guy there. It was really? um, 
Dang it. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, 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 Tyler sure Spikes. Brandon Spikes? It had to be Brandon Spikes, though, because he had a thing. Well, he somebody got, who drilled you. You got... You we got, all get hit. Man. Oh, no, 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 no doubt about it. But anyways, maybe it was Spikes. And he, he hits you, and then the whole documentary is like, look what we did to no Sean. Look how we... And he said, oh, look what we did to no Sean. And I'm watching this, and I'm just laughing. About, you know, about my guy, no Sean, being like enemy number one. Yeah, I, gotta, yeah. I gotta bring out the best of, of, of these teams. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's, what, that's what happened. You're still a top 10 rusher in Georgia history, both single season and career. Crazy. I only yeah, played two years, you know, so that, like, yeah. Yeah, you were I almost 3,000 yard rusher in two years. If I was, you know, stay for four. Shoot, nowadays with the NIL and things like that and their facilities, hey, I'm hey. like, I'll stay four. Hey, right. nowadays as a running back, you get paid more if you stayed for four that's rather than coming into the NFL. Right. Right. You know, for that yeah. big two, three year NFL career that running backs get these oh, days. Oh, my goodness. So, I, so you haven't seen it yet? But I, no, I just can't. I can't. So you won't. So you're purposely it. not watching. I'm purposely not watching. I can't watch anything about the Gators. I hate the Gators. And, 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 and you know, people are texting me and like, "Hey, you're in this documentary." I'm like, "Bro, I don't care. I don't want to watch it. Not one bit." Well, you should watch the first part of it because it's awesome. talking about me. Yeah. No. Well, the first part is like you're kicking butt. And right. then maybe after you kick butt, turn it turn off. It off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It, it probably was spikes because I, we, me and him, kind of went at it. Even you know, in the league, where it was like, all right, I'm, it ran deep. I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm gonna go ham. Well, well, shoot, when they when he played for for the uh, Patriots, that was my. Uh, career high in rushing yards. I think I rushed for like two and some change. We still lost. Overtime game. Oh, my goodness. But, hey, I went ham. I had to, you know. You know what's so great, too, is, you know, we're around each other and we're used to the Broncos. I, Zach, I think we kind of forget, because we're here in Denver, big-time SEC football, like what it really is. And I really don't know if the NFL can match it. I mean, maybe at the Super Bowl level. I mean, you're, ta- are you talking about like game day atmosphere. Dude, every game is like like the, yeah. the the biggest thing of all time. Yeah. You're one of those guys in the history of your amazing school in the SEC. I mean, so but like, no, Sean, if I'm gonna pump know. your tires just a little bit more, the only two players in the history of Georgia football that average more rushing yards per game are Herschel Walker and Todd Gurley. That's the list. That's the list. Yeah. Yeah, we have some backs now. Even now, we we have some backs. Yeah, the injury bug is kind of hitting uh, the Georgia Dogs right now, especially at the run in the running back room. But we always keep a nice little stable. Why did you only play two years? I guess I, I don't realize why you only played two uh, years. Well, I redshirted my first year. You redshirted, right. okay. Redshirted gotcha, the first gotcha, year, gotcha. and then you know after three years, I was like, might as well just. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I didn't realize you had redshirted. It just how many memories do you bring back of that time as we're right on the precipice of college football these days. Well, yeah, think about it. I mean, because we had some really great teams. I mean, we had Stafford there, you know, at, at the QB position, some really great um, offensive skill players, and the defense was doing well also. So, I mean, yeah, you think about those times, but, man, they just passed all those memories with all the chips that they're winning now, what Kirby is doing with the team. And, sure, they haven't, like we like Zach said, I mean, they have another chance of, you know, repeating for the third time. Dude. Tr- Three-peat. Which take, is crazy. Do you take more pride in being a Bulldog or a Bronco? Come on, why are you doing me like that? He did me dirty right there. That's what you're supposed to do. That's a great question. Come on, man. What is that? That's tough. But now, I mean, the dogs. The dogs are awesome, man. You know, I go back there. I try to catch at least one or two games a year. They always show love to the alum. So I bet. Um, I can't imagine. No Sean back on campus. Oh, oh, that that didn't happen in my era. You 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 single or married? Uh, no, no, I have a girlfriend. Okay, you know, well, you know, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, but make that trip a little bit more interesting if you're single. 
Look at Stacey Alvis. <laughs> you didn't go need to do that. You didn't go need to do that. Yeah. I've actually met Noshan's girlfriend multiple times. Of course. Very nice. No, no, no. Yeah. Awesome. Of course, yeah. of course, of course. So. But big time college football, man. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> college football is crazy. Well, I mean, like got, I said, no, hey, hey. All right. That question was not out of bounds if you see this documentary. No, you have to see this We're all thinking it. You, you just don't need to go <laughs> say, say it. Got to say it. <laughs> Somebody's got to say That's it. That's why I said Noshan back on campus. Let's oh, go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It's nice, but like, like Kirby invites all the guys back, you know, so it's great That's to great. see that, you know, guys that went to the school and now they're making their career in the NFL be on the sideline, you know what I mean? That's kind of cool. I mean, we didn't have that in the in the Mark Rick era. No. We right. didn't see no former players. Right. So what an, what an environment. I like the document. People have given it some um, slings and arrows because it whitewashes some – you know, they really don't. Was going on well, there. they don't talk about Cam Newton. They really don't go into the Pouncey brothers. Not that there's big time. They mm-hmm. don't go into Aaron Hernandez or follow up with that. Mm-hmm. They kind of ignore everything. Urban Meyer helped produce it. Although, see, uh, okay. see, 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 hold, hold on. Let me just say that's my least least favorite part about these modern day documentaries because people don't agree to do them now without creative control. Right. That's mm-hmm. from the Last Dance to this documentary. Right. It's like everything gets painted in this picture that you know, kind of misrepresent some stuff that, that actually took place. So, yeah, mm. th- that doesn't shock me at all that he's a producer. So it. it's tricky because you, un- but he looks like a jerk, even though he signed off on that. That's how big of a jerk Urban Meyer is. He still looks like a jerk. <laughs> That's probably the good stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. If this is the good stuff, yeah. what, what's the what's the other stuff? So, um, thank you. Thank you, my man. Uh, anyway, it's it's great to have Sean here, and we'll chop it up and, have some fun with it. We'll hear from uh, Sean Payton here in a second. Love it, man. But, Love yeah, it. We'll have a good time. Today. Yeah, it's a fun day to uh, it's a fun day to be doing this. It's kind you of know, the, it's, the team comes into focus. I'm super yeah. glad no Sean's here. I do. My heart does break for these guys who got cut. It it does, and I think a lot of them will bounce back on their feet. A lot of them will end up on practice squad. But I just but think, most of them won't though. You know how many players hit the open market here? Today, eleven hundred, eleven hundred and something players. Mm. I mean, it, it just most of these guys. And I said this to Stoke yesterday. Like for for me, it's like you know, playing basketball, or, or or say you even make it to the professional level, mm. you can still go out and play basketball. Yeah, football. When you take off that helmet and shoulder pads for the last time, you can't go out and play football again. And that's I think my my least favorite part is like these guys that you know it's just like you never know you're. You're never aware that it's your last time to put on the pads. So it's one of those days, so we'll take it, you know, we'll, happy to be here and all that. But, you know, hey, man, it's it's a heavy day, too. And I think it's a tough day for the coaches and GMs. There's a lot invested in this stuff. But we're here to cover all of it. And what a twist with Albert O. If you missed the twist with Albert O, stick around. You'll hear from Sean Payton coming up next. Hi, it's Drive. Sports oh. Station. Hi. 104.3 The Fan presents The Drive. I apologize, Fred. That's totally my bad. I can't even be mad at Fred about that one. That's just totally on me. It's uh, D-Mac with Sean Moreno. How about that? That is super cool. Great to see, see you. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Avenger of the Swamp Kings. Uh, Ru- ruler. Ruler of the <laughs> Swamp Kings. Where the, uh, where the Bulldogs rule. And uh, KJ, good to see you. And Drew, everybody's ready and raring to go. The the twist with Alberto is fascinating. Um so we can dig into it, but Sean Payton did speak a little while ago. So why don't we just roll that, and then we can react to some of the things he said. So here is, uh, here is Sean Payton um, just a little bit ago. Uh, there's a report that Albert L was just traded. Can you tell us that? Yeah, um, he was, and, and, you know, it's basically a pick flop in, in 25. We get 
six from the Eagles. They get our seventh. Pretty, pretty, um, pretty ordinary at this time of the process. Teams like Philly, maybe that aren't in a claiming position, that um, they would be able to get the player. Um, they go ahead and make a trade for the player. Yep. I think I think he'll fit in fine. At the beginning of the whole process, he was a target for us. We knew they had two players. Um, meanwhile, our guy was doing well. Um, you know, I was there through the whole beginning with Will, and then you know he went through a core muscle injury, much like Riley's going through right now. Um, obviously, his numbers dropped off a little bit. Um, you know, we had a really good training camp for them. We we've seen all of his kicks, um, and got pretty good information on how his practices went. Um, so a lot of it was, you know, a young player who, you know, we think is extremely talented. And look, this is a place kickers want to be with the altitude and the conditions. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited about that. I, yeah, I, there's, there's no, I mean, the, the guys for the year would be the guys that, you know, would be the ACL or the Achilles, but the other guys are not. And so I'm not going to go into how long, but those guys will be um, four weeks. Well, I mean, I think that if you just look at the landscape of our league, whether they're free agents or late round picks, um, you know, getting them here is one thing, and then going by what you see is the other. And and so, um, I think it's important for your team where the best players are are getting to the roster, regardless of how they got here. And and that's, um, I don't know any other way to do it. And I think if you start trying to get around it and and start um, looking at players differently based on how they were acquired, then then I think right away you go down the wrong path. Well, in San Francisco when the game ended, I knew he was on the track to be on our team or someone else's if we chose not to, <laughs> not to put him on our roster. So... I think that was a, a big game for him. But look, I said this, and you guys have watched the practices. It, it wasn't anything that surprised us. We, we'd seen it. And to his credit, it was pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Just thoughts on keeping just two quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, yeah, but do you understand the new rule? Let me help you. Let me enlighten you. Um, I think there were a lot of people that felt like if the new rule said, hey, you can bring a third up off your practice squad on game day, that would have possibly been a good solution. The new rule basically says if you keep a third on your active, you can bring him up free. Um, 
so what you had in Philadelphia versus San Francisco was like a once in call it every four year occurrence. And so we're going to, and, and look, we, we like, you know, the two guys that are on the roster and, and we think that uh, we're going to have a good practice squad quarterback. That's the approach we're going to take. Now there's some teams that will keep a third on their active. So it's just really your decision, how you want to handle your 53. Um, so the, the new rule still requires you to keep a third on your 53. Um, I'll be anxious to see, you know, call it a week from now, how many teams have three on their 53. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few, but we'll, we'll have a third, though, in the building. Yeah, it's always, it's always difficult. It's, usually, and it's not just one day. This period of, you know, this started two days ago, yesterday, today. It's always it's always difficult. Um, you know, these guys have been working and and man putting in the time and and you know it's uh, it never that part never changes. You know, other things change, but you know how you feel as a head coach during this time doesn't change. Yeah, I mean. I don't ever stop to say, do I like right where I mean, I'm going to go right inside and, and tonight we're going to be here till two in the morning. And if I loved where I was at, then I'd probably go home for dinner at six. So maybe that's a way to answer it. I, I, I like the guys that we've talked with and our plan, but I do think um, the hay's not in the barn. I think there's there's going to be a number of players that uh, that'll be on this waiver wire that we've got to look closely at and then make the comparisons versus that gets back to what we've discussed, you know, a month ago about, you know, competing against the whole league rather than just your own position group. Really good. Yeah, really good. He and I shoot. We talk 24 seven during the day. Um, it's going well. Well, look, you're trying to you're trying to build your team and their check marks and, and so he was someone that demonstrated us you know, he came to us late. We were in a kicking battle ourselves the year, you know, between two different players and then he was released late. We brought him in for a workout and and decided to sign him. Um he's kicked in big games and uh he's got a strong leg. Um Yeah, I mean we didn't really know there were three or four of these teams we were monitoring that had a kicking competition. So you can gather the information from the, their local media. You can pull up the numbers and try to predict. We, we didn't know how that would unfold in New Orleans. Um, but uh, fortunately for us, um, we're glad it unfolded the way it did. It's pretty consistent each day. You kind of know what you, you're getting. Um, I think the thing, you know, if he's assigned the Sam linebacker and the play's over with, he now it might not have been perfect all the time, but he probably blocked the Sam. And he probably he, he was just one of those guys that day in and day out got his job done. Um, he's got some position versatility. You see him playing some fullback. You know, he's kind of that F tight end, if you will. Um, he can play on the ball, but he's probably a little bit better off the ball. Um, and he was someone that, 
you know, was we considered drafting, and he was someone that was very sought after after the draft. And so we felt it would be hard to get him to a practice squad spot. Quinn, Quinn Bailey has been a practice squad pretty much for four years. Versatility? Yeah, had a good camp. He had a really good camp. So we're excited for him. Okay. Well, Quinn Bailey had a good camp. That's what you need to know. It's D-Mac Rachel. Great to see you, Rachel V. Hill. Hello. And uh, no Sean Moreno, as well as our guy, KJ. Um, guys, just some reaction to what we heard there. No Sean, any surprises? Anything interesting? Anything that catch your attention with what Coach had to say? No, not necessarily. I mean, <clears throat> he was trying to hit us with that Bill Belichick. He was not trying to let too much information get out. Okay. But, uh, no, it is what it is. It is a tough time for the players. And you assume the same thing for the coaches, so... Um, yeah, nothing, nothing that surprised me. All right, Rach, what do you think? I feel like one thing I've learned about Sean Payton is without telling you exactly what he wants, he tells you what he wants. <laughs> we knew that with the kicking, and I feel like that's what my overall vibe from him. Yeah, the kicking was a big tip off. Alberto, I think he tipped off. I, it's a, it's a weird thing that everybody thought he was just gone, but there's more life because until you submit, well, it's not official. The waiver wire is a fascinating thing for players with less than four years of service. With less than four years of service, you go on the waiver wire. It's like you're drafted all over again. But if you have four years of service or more, you become a free agent. So Alberto would not have been able to do what happened today had he had another year of NFL service. So it's a, it's a weird little window oh. that you can get claimed. You really can kind of get drafted again. So uh, that was going to happen for free. Somebody was not going to have to use a draft pick, and the Eagles thought so much of him, they decided to use a draft pick as well as the Broncos' seventh-round pick. There's numbers that they use, that whole, you know, draft sort of slotted sort of deal. So are the Broncos better or worse after today? Why (laughs) did they not want to hang on to Albert O? We feel okay about a kicker who had core muscle injury over, you know, our guy, Maher. It's a, it's a fascinating day. And who made the team? That's pretty interesting. Quinn Bailey got brought up there at the end. But also Jaleel McLaughlin. You know, welcome to the NFL. As that was a, a lock. Well, okay. And, you know, and to talk about a lock, uh, Sean Payton say, I knew at the end of the San Francisco game, if we didn't keep him, somebody else would. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, he's right about that. George Payton has talked, but we're going to get to that after 3 o'clock. So just, you know, bookmark that. And we'll have response from everybody here at denversports.com, including our own Andrew Mason and others. Also, there's some wild things going on at the Rockies. If you missed everything that's happening there, that was crazy. We have some breaking news that we're working on right now from denversports.com about how the Rockies and the city of Denver are going to adjust with what happened to Ronald Acuna. Are you guys ready? Are we, <laughs> we locked and loaded? We got plenty to talk about? Buckle up, everybody. This is The Drive on the Fan. It's The Drive on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. All right, here we go. Uh, D-Mac, no Sean Moreno, Rachel Hill, KJ. What a day. A lot of stuff going on. We do have some interesting breaking news about the Rockies and what happened with uh, Acuna. We'll have that for you just a little bit. And um, around 3.15 or so, we'll hear from George Payton in terms of how he feels everything went. The, the big story, and I'm looking up the uh, Broncos depth chart too. Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess we got it, huh? All right, should we just go through the roster and uh, say who's on the team and who's not on the team? Let's do it. Okay, uh, Russell Wilson made the team. 
Oh, wow. No okay, okay. Oh, huge right. deal. Ben DiNucci did not make the team, but Jarrett Stidham did. The explanation that um, Sean Payton gave guys was it was a rare occasion in the playoffs last year that the NFL has to somewhat account for in terms of allowing teams to have three quarterbacks on the team. His point was it'll be interesting to see how many teams actually do that. No shot. How many teams do you think will actually carry three active uh, quarterbacks? Oof. Hmm. I don't know. They might not do it at first, but then they're going to be wishing they did. I mean, I would. I'll keep one you just keep in the three pocket on the fifty-three. Yeah, I'll keep one. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen with your starter, and then you're like, "Oh crap, we need we need quarterbacks here." I think it's probably a little bit more likely it happens in the playoffs, and now the NFL has given room for teams to keep that in the. I think in the regular season. I'll be surprised. And I think huh. Sean Payton was insinuating that too. I was going to say, I feel like five or six teams, maybe, but I feel like most teams aren't going. You know, I th- oh, you know, three, maybe if they can do something else, like what else can uh, you contribute okay. to the team? Like, can you do something special? Like a Kendall Hinton. Well, Kendall Hinton's <laughs> not technically, aren't you? A, a, a smart, <laughs> smarty pants there. Mm. But the the Broncos let go of Ben DiNucci. Mm-hmm. So see you, Ben DiNucci. Although, okay, he's probably going to come back on the practice squad. Uh somebody's uh, he that would be that would make the oh, absolute that's most sense. My guess. Do you know who else is available possibly to come back on the Broncos practice squad as a quarterback? Trevor Simeon. Oh, <laughs> Would that. Wouldn't that be something? Um, mm. Moving on to running back. So we go. So Tony Jones Jr. still on the team? Do we is that right or is he gone? I think he might be gone. I think I think he's gone. I don't know if this uh, depth chart is completely updated. But Jaleel McLaughlin makes the team. Uh, Samaje Piran makes the team. And Javante Williams makes the team. Are we okay with Michael Burton being a fullback? Do you guys like that running back room? I like it. And, yeah, Tony Jones Jr. Is, has been waived. Okay, so that's not completely updated. Mm-hmm. All right, so he's gone. And you got Javante, Samaje, Jaleel, and... Michael Burton, the fullback. We like that room? Solid. (laughs) (laughs) It's decent, man. You know, it's decent. Could it use use somebody from Indianapolis? Could it use Jonathan Taylor? Oh, I would love that. I mean, him and and Javante. What's wrong with paying? That the Broncos don't have that much money to pay him. Hey, you can find it somewhere. Someone got them pockets. (laughs) Someone (laughs) has them pockets open, but nah. Should the Broncos be active in trading for Jonathan Taylor? It looks all right. This, This room looks okay, but I mean... I would love to add another weapon like that to the team. A little one-two combo. The uh, wide receivers. All right. This is the big conversation with the wide receivers. So we got Jerry Judy, who I do wonder, and Mike Kliss insinuated, they may put him on that short-term IR. And he is not going on that short-term IR. Are you positive? I will double-check here in the next few seconds. Well, so short-term uh, what, missed the first first four games or something like four that? Four games. Nope, will not be going on short-term According IR. to... Um, CBS Sports also had it. Okay, too. all right, good enough. Because Mike Kliss insinuated... James Palmer. James Palmer. All right, that's, that's, that's really good news, actually. That's great news that Jerry Judy is going to be okay before those four games are up, or at least they feel confident about it. All right, Mike did imply that perhaps somebody would be going on short-time IR, and then you would have more flexibility. 
So you've got Jerry Judy, Brandon Johnson, uh, Marquez Callaway, Little Jordan Humphrey, Marvin Mims, and Cortland Sutton. And help me out here, too. Again, this depth chart might not be the most updated thing. Is Michael Bandy on the team, or did he get released? Mm. KJ, help me out. What we got? He got wave two. Okay, so he's gone as well. So your receivers then are Jerry Judy, Brandon Johnson, Callaway, Little Jordan, Marvin Mims, and Cortland Sutton, knowing that Judy's going to be gone for at least the first couple games. So one of those guys may be gone. We okay at this position? Or do you think, you know, you're shaking your head? It's a tough room. It's definitely a tough room. It was Um, one of those rooms where we were all like, oh, they're going to be stacked at wide receiver again. And now it's like, oh, they're not stacked at wide receiver anymore. I was surprised they let go so many, but. Well, who are you surprised by here? Who are you surprised that's on the team right here? Well, I was just looking at all the receivers that they let go, you know. But, I mean, like like Rachel was saying, it's such a stacked room. Oh, I mean, you have to let somebody go. Montreal Washington was let go. All right. Draft pick. decent. Okay. <laughs> Taylor Grimes was let go. Surprised by that? Mm, not terribly. I'm, no. not, I'm not surprised uh-huh. either because one thing that we see is if you were a Sean Payton guy, Oh, man. If you were a Sean Payton guy, that's a good guy to be. It's a Saints 2.0 here in Denver. But this room is nice, though, if, if they all could stay healthy. We'll get more updated in terms of how this shakes out for the entire roster as we go. Rate this room. Which one? Uh, the, 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 well, start with the quarterback. All right, I'll give it a, you know, B. Oh, we're going to do some grades? Yeah. Hang on to it. We can do that. I can, we can do that. We can do that coming up next. It's The Drive on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. All right, it's D-Mac and The Drive. Oh, man, a cast of thousands. I love it. No Sean Moreno, Rachel B. Hill, my guy KJ, Jake Shapiro. And we'll get to Troy Rank. Troy, we're going to get to you in just one second. But breaking at denversports.com is an update about that crazy Rockies game from last night. Jake Shapiro, um, if people didn't know what happened, how about a quick recap and what is happening um, in terms of the game tonight? Yeah, so Ronald Acuna, he's probably the best player in the National League. He's in line, one of the candidates to win the NL MVP from Venezuela. Uh, a couple of Venezuelan fans charged the field last night looking to be cordial, trying to take a picture, trying to maybe hug the star, just being around their favorite player. One was both guys in their twenties uh, eventually tackled, and in the the melee, uh, Acuna went down. Both of those men now charged by Denver police with trespassing as well as disturbing the peace. There was a third fan who charged the field as well, did not get as close to Acuna as the other people. And that was a juvenile male, a boy. Uh, that young man has just been charged with uh, just trespassing. In response, the Denver Police Department will now be stationing officers, so officers, multiple officers, uh, on the field at Coors Field tonight and tomorrow for the remainder of the Brave series. Okay. More details at denversports.com. Published Thank- literally moments ago. Thank you, Jake. Denversports.com for it. Troy Rank of Denver 7 joining us, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air, primarily to talk about the Broncos. But, Troy, how about who's, who covered baseball forever? Hall of Fame voter, Troy Rank, Mr. Baseball. What's your reaction to what happened last night and what the Denver police will, I guess, have to do tonight at the game? Yeah, I'm thankful, number one, that he wasn't injured. Listen, I have no tolerance for fans going on the field. Ever since Monica Sellis was stabbed 
at a tennis match. You, you don't know the intention of the fans, so they want to take a selfie. How would I know that as an athlete? Listen, if you want to be on the field, become a coach, become a manager, become a bat boy, become an umpire, be one of the guys that sits down the foul line with the helmet on and gets foul balls. Anything like that can get you on the field. Otherwise, stay on the other side of the fence and get your autographs before the game like everyone else. There's just – I have no tolerance for it, DMAC. What if he had twisted his ankle and he's out a month and he doesn't win MVP and it hurts him in the playoffs because two idiots want his picture and an autograph? It's just so foolish. I have no tolerance for it. I wish someone could have body slammed them both, but that didn't happen. In terms of the Broncos, strong statements for Troy. I like it. Uh, in terms of the Broncos, what surprised you? What didn't surprise you? Who's on? Who's off? What got your attention today? Well, listen, Albert Okuwebenam, they ended up getting a, a pick for him. They're trading a seventh to the Eagles, uh, 2025 seventh to get back a sixth in 2025. Uh, so they get something for him. They clearly were showcasing him. Nate Atkins won out because he's more versatile. Sean Payton basically allowed for that today, that the guy, every time we said we need to block a linebacker, he blocked him. That's why he's on the team. And Dulcich and Albert Orr were the same player, and he basically didn't have room for two of them. Thomas Enkum, the outside linebacker, making it over Aaron Patrick. How about that? Is a, a bit of a surprise, not a shock, because Aaron Patrick looks the part. He just hasn't made plays the last year and a half. He just hasn't, whether it's on special teams or as a reserve outside linebacker. So you go with the upside there. Uh, Jalil McLaughlin, a great story. Uh, he's going to play for them. He's not going to just make the team. He's going to play. And they traded for Will Lutz. There is risk involved. You know, Mace has broken this down on other shows, but Lutz is trending the wrong way. He did not have a great year last year, but the belief is that he's healthy now. Uh, he had a really good camp with the Saints. They, they decided to go with the rookie over him. A lot of that's money. Broncos are going to owe him a nice chunk of change, probably $1.7 million when it comes out. But Sean Payton believes in him, and I've said this, guys, over and over. Sean Payton didn't leave New Orleans. He brought New Orleans with him. There are certain guys he trusts, and Will Lutz is on that list. Troy, are you concerned at all that Sean Payton's just trying to make the Broncos like the Saints 2.0? Because it seems like every single time we hear about somebody new coming in, they have some relation to the Saints. I don't have a problem with that. Saints were really good, Rachel, under Sean Payton. I mean, the culture here has just been too soft for too long. Guys forget what real accountability looks like, what consequences look like. It never was that more on display than last year. So it can be a little jarring at times. Like, why does he always go back to this? But when guys coach with this type of attention to detail and discipline, they find guys, Rachel, they like, and they identify them and they want them. That's why I think this year is still going to be a little clunky because I don't think he's going to have enough of his smart, tough, disciplined players. I think it's going to take one more year of roster turnover. But you can see why certain guys make it, whether it's they're the hardest worker, they never screw up assignments. He just doesn't suffer fools well. And I don't have an issue with it being the Saints because the Saints were really good. And it wasn't just Drew Brees. And Drew Brees, remember, was not a Hall of Fame quarterback when Sean Payton got him. The guy could coach. He irritates people. He runs hot. He's volcanic at times with his temper. But the reality in his resumes tell you he can coach. I want to get the name right. Alex Palshevsky. How am I doing there? Yeah. Close he enough? was not out there at practice. I don't know what it's going to stand with him if he ends up making it. It looks like Quinn Bailey made it over him. He and Luke Wattenberg. Okay. Wattenberg surprises me because he really struggled in yeah, camp. So yeah. I will see where all that shakes out. In the next 24 hours, is Sean Payton, I asked him if he was kind of happy with where it all set. He's like, happy? And kind of, do I look happy? If I was happy, I'd be eating at 6 o'clock tonight. I'm going to be here till 2 a.m. 
So this is a fluid process. It's different, too, because we're so used to DMAC getting a press release right now with right. every explanation and right. every move. Right. Who knows when that will come out tonight? That might be seven. It might be eight. Who knows when they get that out, release yeah, out? Yeah, we're just trying to Peyton figure out. It clear yeah, that it's not clear that Peyton made it clear yet that the roster's not finished. Okay, yeah, and we're struggling with that. We're we're trying to dial that in right now too. It's a you know it's a little bit like uh, searching for with Nicolas Cage for national treasure right now. But we'll, <laughs> well there's going to we'll be there. three guys that make it that then go on short term IR, right. which I believe will be Kwan Williams. Riley Moss and PJ Locke. Okay. So you could have three guys get cut that then they turn around and bring right back. And a couple of those could be vested veterans. So there'll be a surprise name maybe that comes out and you're like, Oh my. And then he's just like Purcell last year. Remember they cut, they made a move with him and brought him right back. There's probably going to be at least two of those guys. I'm not sure exactly who that would be right now, but those three are the short term IR candidates and K1 Williams, Riley Moss, and P.J. Locke, who could all make the roster and then turn around and be taken off the roster as they go on short-term IR. Jerry Judy, though, George Payton said, will not go on IR. I I didn't expect him to. I reported that on Saturday. The belief is he can be back by Miami, maybe sooner, but that is certainly the target. Okay, uh, great stuff. And let's keep the possibility open. There's 1,100 guys who just got released. It, It wouldn't be crazy one or two dudes who we haven't heard their names ever come on to this 53 as well. Right, Troy? 100%. And Peyton said that. It's 1,184 guys that get cut today when you take 37 times the number of teams in the league. And, yeah, the idea that one or two of them uh, get claimed by the Broncos, given where they've been the last few years, that's not that would not be a shock. And especially keep an eye on anyone that has ties to Sean Payton or right. coaches like Peyton, the Belichick's guys that – run similar programs to him. Those are players he keeps an eye on. Tough, smart, disciplined players is clearly his profile. Really quick, Alberto, you okay with what happened here? I would have kept him because I think he's turned the corner, but I know the argument is if he and Dulcich are the same player, when you get into the season, is he going to play? And if he's not going to play, is he just going to go back to the guy he was? The reality was he didn't block for three years. And he did stuff where, you know, behind the scenes, he wasn't the most disciplined guy. He put himself in position to be cut. I would have loved to see him ride out the potential because I think he's turning the corner. I also understand that they like Dulcich. And if Dulcich's on the roster, Alberto wasn't going to be. Thank you, Troy. We appreciate it. Great insight from Troy Rank of Denver 7, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Yeah, Alberto cut, maybe, no, wait, traded. Hello. Um, and in terms of other surprise Guys making the team right now, it looks like, according to Mike Kliss, four undrafted free agents making the team, but that might not necessarily be the case. We'll hear also from George Payton about everything coming up at about 3.15. The big story of the day, huge roster moves for the Broncos. We'll give you the latest up to the second coming up next.